you are up Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, AJ Brown. What are you doing with this pick? Oh, well, due to the fact that I already have Lamar Jackson, it is a 1.75 tight end premium. The first three tight ends are off the board. Do I go Mark Jackson, say flowers or outside the box here? Mark Jackson. He's a good basketball player. <laughs> Mark Andrews. <laughs> he wasn't even that good of a basketball player. He's all right. Here's the thing. I, I was about to go just pull the trigger on Mark Andrews, but hot take, I don't think he's a difference maker. I think his one season was an outlier. And if you look at his scoring, it was. And I think he's, I think there's a good chance looking at this board and look at the other tight ends on the board. I think there's a very good chance he would come back to you in the fifth yeah. if you wanted. I just, the way things have gone, typical leagues, he, he doesn't have that name cachet to where it's like, I have to get him. So I think you'd be safe passing on him, but go ahead. We're going to pass on him. Oh, I hate doing it because they are on the same team, even though I'm not always worried about that. Like I said, Devonta Smith, I'm going to take him over Zay Flowers and Tank Dell. Devonta Smith, he probably should have gone off the board before now. Yeah, now this is a team where you uh, may consider a Jalen Hurts trade, potentially. Never know. But now you got two Eagles. Uh, I have Jalen Hurts, Jordan Love, and Jameer Gibbs. I'm going to get real spicy here, Shane. With what I said earlier about Drake London, we're going to double down. And we're going to draft Kyle Pitts. Maybe it's a little early, but I think the same argument applies with taking Drake London. And I do think potentially this could push the board if somebody else wants to get a tight end. For me, there's a tier break here at tight end between Kyle Pitts. There's one more that I would consider to be in the tier where I'm interested in drafting, not just for their production, but their value. Then it drops off. So I'm going to lock down Kyle Pitts. I prefer Kyle Pitts to Dalton Kincaid. That might be a hot take, but he's still two years younger than Dalton Kincaid. Some people would take Dalton Kincaid in place of Kyle Pitts. I think you could go with either one. But the key is I've built behind two quarterbacks, what I think could be a difference maker at running back and what I think could be a difference maker at tight end. It's a very standard four-round build, taking shots at the two positions. And I like the build because Pitts and Gibbs are two guys that if they play well, they don't just have production value, they also have dynasty value. Unlike the team that has like Christian McCaffrey or the team that has, you know, whatever the older tight end or other running back is. So go Kyle Pitts, Stroud, Tyreek, Justin Fields. Is this an obvious pick here for you, Shane, to stack it up? Or were you thinking something else? No, no, no. It's Tank Dell. And if Tank Dell would have went off the board prior to this, it would have been Nico Collins, the guy that drafted CJ Stroud in the uh, first round. I was sweating a little bit when Nico went off the board because I went, uh uh, Tank's next. Is he going to make it to me? I hope Tank makes it to me. You could argue. Zay Flowers over him. You could argue Rasheed Rice, but I don't know that you could come up with a strong argument for either of those players over him right here, considering that this gets you the stack as well. All things being equal, I think they're pretty equal, but you have the stack. Yeah, and I think it makes it very easy for the CJ Stroud manager to stack with a Texans receiver in this round. Maybe you're one of the teams that's willing to trade up a couple spots to get the stack, but I like it. You have a lot of upside in that room with Tyreek, Justin Fields, and then the stack between Stroud and Tank Dell. So I like that build thus far. So Pat Mahomes, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall. This is the team that is selecting here. Man, kind of feels like I got to just take best player available. And I don't really want to take a quarterback because going in, I know the team ahead of me already has Brock Purdy and Josh Allen. So I don't necessarily want to give them them a free pick by drafting a quarterback, knowing they're probably not going to take one. Let me ask you what you would do in this position, Shane, knowing that Josh Allen is on the team there. If you were looking tight end, would you take Dalton Kincaid here to snipe or would you go best player available? I'm down between DJ Moore, 
Dalton Kincaid. Do you think I, receivers I, flat enough here where you would snipe them on the Kincaid Allen snack? I, I don't know that I'm doing that much damage to the other team by sniping Kincaid from them. And I understand it's a stack. But DJ Moore would be just fine on that team. So I don't know that that would make them significantly weaker by me taking Kincaid here. That said, if you don't take Kincaid, there's a thousand percent chance that this person is going to take Kincaid. Well, just, it's a math game. And you know that. I, and you know that. Like, you know that is the person drafting right here when you're looking, even if you just go off ranking, you know, if, you, if you're one of those people that likes to look at rankings and see where players are ranked, and at 1.75, you probably have Kincaid right around. Yeah, no, I definitely do. I, I already took Pitts. I think Kincaid would, would represent the same type of investment. I think there's two receivers I would take, Rasheed Rice and... Um, DJ Moore. I have Mahomes. Consideration for Kincaid. Consideration for the next rookie pick off the board. But I'll take Rasheed Rice because I already have Mahomes. I don't love it. Doesn't feel like a great spot. But I made my bet. You know, I went Mahomes and then I passed on QB twice. So I'm right here sitting here going, I'm just kind of drafting a placeholder. I think Rice is maybe a little overvalued. But, you know, I think it's a fine pick given where he's going and what other receivers off the board. So, but no hesitation from Shane. He's locking in a receiver here at the 412. Yep. Yep. Just took DJ Moore and that's completely predicated on the fact that he has the, the pick on the turn or she has to pick on the turn. And if they want to take Kincaid there, they can or the 108. But yeah, DJ Moore here. It's a weird team. Josh Allen, Brock Purdy. I like the quarterbacks, obviously. And then we add Bijan and D, DJ Moore. It's an interesting team. Interesting. All these teams are kind of fun. They're very balanced because, well, you and I are picking each one. So there's not somebody in there that's going completely rogue or going completely off the wall. Although Shane did go rogue with the team that has all rookie picks. So well, we have one team that has all rookie picks and then the, another team that's all wide receivers. And not surprisingly, yes, those are the teams that I, that I picked. Well, it, hey, it it's fitting. It that way. But it the, broke that way. We've spent hours doing this show to go through these four rounds. And it's very clear if you look at the board, if you knew who picked what, which, which one is the manic side and which one is just the, <laughs> let's just, let's build the proper roster construction. Almost all my teams have a roster construction yeah. theme to it. Then you look at the ones out, which ones just went screw it, all receivers, Shane's, which ones went screw it, all picks, Shane's. Here's the thing though, right? If we were going through this, we'd have another 25 to 26 rounds to of rosters yes. where the roster construction can get straight. And that, that's something that I would start to look at later. You know, it again, all things being equal, if there's a running back on the board and a wide receiver on the board, quarterback on the board, I'm going quarterback or wide, or excuse me, quarterback or running back and wide receiver or tight end. So I come to you, Shane, and let's just say hypothetically, we're doing a hundred dollar buy-in in this league. Okay. I come to you and I show you these four rounds. Nothing else has changed. What team on here would you go? Damn, I might pay $150 for that start. Is there any team where if you saw this, you would go, give me that team? Knowing what's on the board, I haven't traded away my future picks or anything like that. Like, which team on here would you go, damn, I might pay an extra 50% of the buy-in just to have that start? Is there any teams that stand out to you? I mean, I'm partial to the rookie pick one. I really love that one just because it's got so much flexibility of what they can do. You know what I mean? They could go in any direction they want. So um, someone came to you and said, Shane, I'm willing to give you this team. Just give me my buy-in back and, you know, tip me a little extra. You would be intrigued by the team that has all them rookie picks. I'm intrigued, man. Give me two top four picks. That's a beautiful thing. You know, uh, look, I know 105 is what we've talked of as, as the tier break, but the 104 is the the real like, okay, I could get two two quarterbacks out of this if I wanted to. I can get two wide receivers if I want to. It's it's just, yeah, so much flexibility right there. Two of the three that I would say I could potentially pay would be the ones that I drafted. But the one I, I 
I'll abstain from the ones I took because I really like the Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence 105. I think that has a lot of flexibility. Mm -hmm. Add to the fact you already have Waddle on that team too. I love the Kyler, Justin Herbert, McCaffrey, Drake London. I think there's a ton of upside on that team as well. Of yours though, I think I'm kind of intrigued by Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, and then the A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. I have a team that won the title last year with Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, and the Eagles receivers. So I I think that's a unique team that got some good value at all the spots, right? Devontae Smith's the wide receiver 11. You got him at like the wide receiver 19. You know, you got Dak in the spot where we already had that conversation on Dak. So that would right. probably be the one for me where I'd be like, I kind of like that build. I'll tell you what, though, that, that Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray, Christian McCaffrey, Drake London one, that definitely feels like a not a dark horse for, for the title, but someone that's going to be like, damn, I didn't even see that coming until retrospect and you're like ah shit yeah they are really good it feels bad in the startup when you hit Christian McCaffrey that high but then you look back at your team and you're like man if he hits and I didn't even have to pay like one of my top two assets to get him it looks it looks real good if he ends up being what he's been yeah and that's that's what was going to be my point it looks it might feel real bad drafting him in the startup until he's dropping 25 points a week once you look at your roster and go oh wait a minute here's a guy that's going to be 25 points a week I basically got a QB one in the third or fourth round, wherever we drafted them here, third round. From what I've seen, the 108 would have gone off the board a little earlier yeah. than this. Do you think I, the, I, the picks would have gone before the Rasheed Rices, the DJ Moores, just the way that the picks are valued right now? Yeah, the way that I've seen picks going in the startups, I think the picks would go off, and it's not sequential order, but they would definitely probably go, definitely probably, they would definitely have gone off the board before she Rice. Probably Tank Dell, Jalen Waddle, maybe Nico Collins. It's funny because these are all wide receivers that I'm looking to buy with those picks. But yeah, the startups that we've done so far, those picks are already off the board by the fourth round. Who would be your pick in round five? Would it be Dalton Kincaid or would you go a different direction? Knowing if you pass on him, you're never getting him. Yeah, you'll never get him. That's fine. We'd take the 108. This team has no flexibility. You know what I mean? And this is where I start getting into the draft. Like, wow, I'm going to be shut out of rookie picks, which I never want. That's a horrible, horrible feeling being shut out on rookie picks because then when the rookie draft starts, it's hard to stop yourself to overpay just to get into it. Beside the players, I mean, you can look at the board, but remember some of the nuances that we talked about throughout the spots where it it feels awful to trade back for just a single third round pick. But then also when you're on the clock and you go, man, there's four receivers and I don't care which one I get. Why would I not trade back for a third? And a lot of times people get paralyzed saying they do not want to give the person that wants to move up what they want. So they don't take the third. They don't take that second, third swap. They're almost arrogant in a way like I, I it's not enough I have to have my principles you know what I mean I'm not selling myself that cheap yet they'll look, look back and go damn how did I leave this draft with no picks and I don't have enough rookie picks to buy spot starts during the season man I wish I would have had an extra second or an extra third laying around this is the time to get it and it's not trying to get them in the later rounds you got to be willing to fade the flat ranges at the front of those tiers early on in the startup for a price that's not going to feel awesome so remember that it's not just Shane and I making all the picks there's 11 other in individual minds that all have different methodologies and they all have different approaches and they may go, all right, I can't pass on a quarterback. So what if you take a third? You got to remain fluid, right? I let Scott talk me out of a pick. Hopefully that's a conversation you have in your mind before you make the pick though, right? You go through those conversations in your mind. And even if you disagree with something that we've done in the draft, at least think through the process, think through 
the next three people after me don't have quarterbacks or do have quarterbacks. So that should affect my pick because that means I can do this here. And on the way back, I should be able to do this. Just be fluid. I generally have a rough idea of what I want to do when I go into a startup. And then I kind of let the draft and the people around me, I let that dictate if I can actually get there without forcing it. And then I also look at, all right, if the draft has gone completely a different way, I need to readjust my thought process and see what else can I, I can do. Very uh, true words spoken by Shane. Let the draft board kind of emerge itself let everybody kind of show their hand and then you react. Be the quickest to react, study the trends, study the tendencies of the other managers in your league. And that's going to dictate what you do the rest of the way. So I'm sure we'll do more startup content focused on maybe more like the middle rounds, roster building, roster construction. You can check out the tools Destination Devi has, the war tools, Trinity tool, looking at you know how to kind of value. We're going to get into the next four rounds, Shane, would be a lot of just... Yes. Rookie picks and placeholder receivers. And you're going, who do I take between wide receiver 20 and wide receiver 24? And who's better? And that's where something like the Trinity tool comes in. So check out those on destinationdevy.com, our Discord, patreon.com backslash all gas. Join in there for more content and more startup content to come soon on Mannequin Chill. We are out.